Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sales Lab. My name is Anthony Gross with HomeBridge, and I'm your host for today's class, Strategies for Selling New Homes Online. Uh, we're lucky enough today to be featuring Chip Johnson of Builder Designs. I'm really excited to have Chip on our program today because the data and strategies he will share today are critical to creating sales in this new environment. And it is a challenging environment that we're operating in. I'm not sharing anything you don't already know, but as you are all aware, this coronavirus has shut down the economy and it's really thrown our financial markets into turmoil. And most importantly, it's not most importantly, but a major in part is that it's negatively impacted the housing market. This upheaval, has really caused a major demand shock for our buyers, right? Because the economic downturn, rising unemployment. Another way you can view demand shock is really buyer sentiment. You know, so in addition to this demand shock going on in the market, we're seeing what I, this is a term I use, we're seeing a tectonic shift from in-person to online sales. And many builders, many, many builders are struggling with how to effectively connect with buyers in this new environment. You know, we had an adoption rate of technology. Well, we just kicked it up about tenfold and all of a sudden all buyers and any chance of obtaining buyers or scheduling appointments is coming through online. So we cannot change this market. We all have to go through this period together. But what we can do is really adjust and adapt our sales strategies so that we can maximize what sales are out there in the short term. And I truly believe this is a short-term disruption. Short-term could be 60 to 120 days, um, but we have to prepare for how buyers, not only to capture right now, but how to sell homes going forward in this new environment. So how, how do we adjust? I mean, this is the number one question. And this question, um, based on the amount of people on today's broadcast, we have over uh, a thousand people who've inquired about this program and over 500 builders and sales managers. So this is critically important. So we went for years and years of a very hot market, but can we now quickly pivot to an online? And what are the behaviors that we're seeing out there? Well, the key really to success and why, why I asked Chip to be on the program is understanding these behaviors. How are people are they still online? How are they and what are they using online? And unfortunately, I've talked to every data source I can find out there in the country. Nobody had this information. Two of them had some information, but considered it proprietary and didn't want to share. Now you guys are going to be the first people to hear this information thanks to Chip. So Chip um, Johnson, he's the CEO of Builder, De Builder Designs. They're located in Kansas City. And he's the founder of Home Builder Tech, which is an annual technology conference for builders. He has an upcoming one at the end of June this year. Um, Chip's been at this for 16 years and has built his business into the largest developer of home builder websites and presence in the United States. So he's a phenomenal source. They actually manage all aspects on the technology side from design to development, marketing and SEO, they see it all. So what better person than Chip to tell us what's going on today? So Chip, thank you so much for being on our program today. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. This, uh, after that intro, I, I'm excited uh, to, to you know talk about all this stuff. I think there's a lot of 
there's a lot of questions out there, and, and I think what we're going to talk about today is is really kind of addressing not only the you know some of the questions that we have, but kind of course correcting and providing you guys with some data so that you can make uh, decisions as you move forward um, from a marketing standpoint. So you know decisions that are based in fact and not emotion. There's a lot of emotion right now, a lot of things going on, but you know I, I talked to a lot of builders in the last oh, three weeks, four weeks, I, I've been spending a lot of time talking to people and, and just kind of getting a feel for you know what they're seeing and, and uh, just you know, traffic, lead generation, you know, things like that. And so most of the builders that I'm talking to are, are optimistic. Um, and, and some of this is we've had such a good first quarter already and, and so many people are above goal. Um, you know, we're, we're going to take a body shot and we already have, um, but we're going to rebound and you know, there's a lot of irony here because in 2008, I was I was doing this exact same thing. And, you know, in 2008, it was a different situation. It was a housing industry and lending, predatory lending that that tanked the economy. And, and this time around, I see um, the housing industry and, and lending are the two shite, uh, shining stars that are going to bring us through. So there's a lot of good things to, to see. But, you know, one of the things when I when I talk to builders and and this is any business owner. The first thing they do when something like this happens is, um, you know, we're, and we're looking at the pandemic and disruption. And I'm, as much as I'm not a fan of talking about, you know, the disruption and the pandemic and all the things that, that are out there. I mean, we've been hearing about this. We're all sick to death of it. But, you know, I mean, it's real and it's here. And so the things that people are doing right now, business owners are looking at cash flow, uh, loan commitments, lines of credit. You know what's our staying power? What you know? What can we do? What? How long do we? How long can we go? Um, you know what are the next steps? And once they figure all that out, and everybody, me included, once they figure that out, you get back to the business of selling homes, selling homes, and that's the thing that we did in 2008. It's the same kind of thing. So um, what I can tell you is people are still buying. Um, lead volume is down, but the uh, the quality of those leads is up. So. You know, if you're getting somebody that's asking a question about a home, uh, they want to go out and, and see something, you know, it, you want to make sure that you get right on that as fast as possible because um, there's still buyers out there. There's a lot of questions out here. And that's why I think this webinar today is so so timely is because one of the big things I'm getting is a lot of financing questions. People are, are aware that rates are low um, and they think that they may be going lower. I've had some people even ask me, you know, will rates get down to zero percent? And, uh, you know, what kind of programs are out there? I don't have great credit and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, builders um, are kind of in the situation now where we can provide that that information as part of, you know, the value add. And so, um, you know, the, the, I guess the, and that the, the next thing I think that, and we're going to talk about this a little bit more, is what we're dealing with right now is a marketing strategy. It's a, it's a course correction. And so what we want to do is, is how we communicate to buyers that, you know, how do you, how do you stay safe? and stay at home, but still buy a home. And um, and that's kind of, you know, that's in a nutshell, that's where we are today. And so, you know, let's kind of just jump into um, the rest of, let's just kind of talk about the digital ecosystem and, and home builder web and some of the things we're looking at. We're gonna get to data in a second, but I wanna give you guys some context of, um, you know, it, it's it's become a lot more complicated. Let's just say that. It used to be that you had just a nice website, a digital billboard, and um, you were good to go. But now there's a lot of things that factor into that. And Anthony, you know, you and I have talked about this a little bit, and I can 
you know, there's subtext to every one of these things. So, right. you know, you let me know because as a finance guy and, and I don't want to, you know, give the story of how the watch was made, but every one of these SEO content, CRM, um, yeah, social ADA compliance, uh, security are, are critical to having a solution that is um, designed to help you guys understand, well, A, communicate to the buyer, uh, provide product, and then also understand how it's performing. It, these are the, the main components that make that happen. So, so Chip, just just because I'm I'm a novice at this, so what is? Give me an give me an explanation for what is it? What is an ecosystem? What is what am I looking at here? Is this everything that drives traffic to me, or? Well, no, I mean traffic, and you know you could add to this. You could have AdWords um, as another component, but you know the the traffic the traffic piece is really this next slide, and we'll talk about that in a second. This this slide here is you know so you've got SEO and that is the that's the the part of the site that lets the search engines know what you're all about what you're where you are what you do and how you do it so if you're a home builder it's 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 content that tells them that you're a home builder in uh, Dallas Fort Worth and you've got communities in Plano Frisco and you know wherever else it is so uh, and then the content content and SEO have become a lot more intertwined because you can't have good SEO without good content. And, you know, so you've got to have those two things. And content is really defined as everything from uh, photography to copy and, um, you know, just a variety of interactive tools, things that, that, that are sticky. When we say sticky means that you get to a site, you like it, it's emotionally compelling. I'm going to stay on the site longer. Time on site goes up. That's a, that's a signal back to the search engines that, Hey, this this site is giving me the result that I was looking for. So that those are the two things. CRM is really a tool that allows you to understand um, what your traffic is doing. So it, it allows you to communicate back to prospective buyers. So I come to your website, I ask a question, um, it logs that into the CRM. So at the end of the month, I can go in and look and see everybody that asked the question. Then I can do an email marketing campaign back to that that whole thing. And then you can track open rates. And, and just continue that whole process. There's a lot of a lot of subtext to that right there, but that's you know that's a key part of of uh, understanding what your website, how your site is performing. Okay, and I I, I want to take this uh, just pause real quick for our audience. Um, I mean, we could go really deep into each one of these and how they can be maximized for effectiveness, right? Uh, but given Given our purpose today, I want to encourage those of uh, those listeners today. Send us your questions, please. We would love to see all your questions uh, regarding any of these areas, or all things digital, or all things online. Uh, Chip and I have already made a commitment to make sure we're going to make answer each one of those questions. And Chip, I think you and I had already discussed maybe having a follow-on class after this depending on uh, or seeing based on the questions that we're getting from our audience yeah you bet uh the last one well there's two more things i want to comment on here social media um, right now uh you have to be careful on what you're doing on social media um and i be what i what i mean by that is careful don't spend too much money on social media right now um, you need to make sure that that messaging that you're putting out there is is appropriate and that it's it's actually moving the needle some way because you know um, 
it's one of those things where the some places social media is doing great other places it's not doing anything at all so you just need to be pragmatic and understand where you're spending your money the last one uh, here is ada compliance this is something that a lot of people aren't aware of but this is the uh, ada compliance is something that the federal government is is really starting to crack down on and because so much of how we interact with the economy is is with our devices and, and things like that. So ADA compliance is if I'm visually impaired, for example, and I go to a website and I'm not able to access a page that has a special offer for $10,000 off, um, I can be sued, you can be sued. So you have to you have to go in and you have, there's some things you can do that allow people to understand it, it, it with the use of a screen reader. And that's what uh, visually impaired people have on their website or on their uh, desktop is, a screen reader that that essentially reads the the copy on the site so what you do is you go in and you have alt tags uh, that will explain what this picture is so if you've got a picture of a beautiful uh, house well you, know, you can say this is the Johnson plan in Overland Park and uh, you know you're explaining what that is so they, they can get a feeling for you know what they're looking at since they can't see it what they're what they should be seeing so that's important um, and uh, and alt tags, by the way, are a really good SEO tool anyway. So that's something I would encourage you guys to talk to your web developers about. Are we ADA compliant? If we're going to start running specials, that's super important that that uh, that's in place. So so Chip, just a follow-on question here: um, which which area or areas are the most important? Or are they all equal in terms of driving or attracting buyers? Well, you know, on this slide, it, it's it's kind of apples and oranges, really, because SEO and content is is the execution of driving traffic. You know, it's kind of like destination marketing. You know, we want to drive traffic. CRM is is a something that you use that's a byproduct of the traffic that you're getting. Um, social media is a uh, traffic driver. It's branding, awareness, those kinds of things. So, you know, these some of this is. Um, is the driving of traffic, but the other parts are really um, the, t the tools that help you understand how your site's performing, if that makes sense. This yeah. next slide, I think, will answer some of your questions. And when, I, when we break it down, when we're talking to clients, we really break it down into three areas. A, we need to drive a bunch of traffic. We need to throw out a huge net and, and bring everybody in. Um, now, there's costs associated with that. So there's, you know, there's budgets and things like that. Um, and that's why for us, one of the big things we've been focusing on is organic SEO. And we'll get to that in a second. So let's drive lots of traffic. Let's optimize the site. So when they get to the when they get to the site, um, it's emotionally compelling. It's easy to navigate. It loads fast. Um, it has everything in it. Um, the call to actions are clear. Um, when you get to product, you know, you're able to see different options and all of those kinds of things. And, um, and then it also needs to be mobile first. Mobile first is defined as um, the site was designed from the ground up with mobile in mind. So much of the traffic is mobile that, um, you know, we all get hung up on how pretty the site looks on desktop. But the reality of it is, is that most people are using a mobile device to uh, access your, your content. So, so that's a key part. And then the next part is analyze and update. And this is the, this is really how you can get to the sweet spot of performance. Um, Everything, you know, if you drive traffic and you have a great site, but you don't know what the traffic's doing when they get there, uh, or you don't know how your leads are being handled, um, you know, and, and that gets into the OSC 
piece of this puzzle, which is a separate thing. But um, you have to you have to have somebody on your team that's looking at the data, so you can course correct and say, let's not do that. Let's do this. Um, you know, you can spend a lot of money. You can waste a lot of money um, if you're not careful on that. So those are really the three the three areas that we we focus on: uh, drive traffic, drive them to the uh, optimized site. And then let's analyze, update, and course correct. Um, okay, so we're going to get into the data, and this, and I hope this isn't boring to people because you know you talk about big data. Um, it, there's a lot of things that, that factor into this, and, and this big data gets thrown around a lot. And what we're going to really be looking at is is more behavioral analytics than than big data because um, you know Amazon has big data. You know they've got millions and millions and millions of people every day. Um, you know the builder the the snapshot of data we're going to be talking about here is um, is this. So we've got uh, builder designs. Uh, we've been doing this a long time. So we've got 443 builders that we support, host, do marketing for. Um, and that's spread across the internet, 300 virtual servers, and we're getting about 16 million uh, unique users per year. So this is our snapshot that we're going to look at. And so what we do is we roll all that up and we look at the analytics of all of those things and, and we and we kind of come up with a macro opinion of here's what people are doing and, and here's what's what's going on. So we look at this data year over year. Um, and so what we're looking at right now is every builder we have, and these are big builders that uh, sell thousands of homes a year, and then we've got small guys that'll do 10. So this is, again, this is macro. We're going to get to the top performers in a second, but mobile traffic is up. Uh, and this is 2019 over 2018. And there's really nothing here that's that's profound that, that uh, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that mobile traffic is up. I mean, this is, but it continues to go up. Time on site is down. That means that, you know, the attention span of the average user is going down and that's, and that's augmented by if the site doesn't load quickly or if the navigation isn't good, then I'm not going to spend any, I'm not going to waste my time on this site. Bounce rate is essentially when somebody clicks on a link that comes to the site they don't like what they see and they're there for you know less than 10 seconds they leave that's called a bounce and google is is very well aware of bounce rate on sites okay so the good part about all of this data is we we break it down into top performers and so we look at these are builders that we work with that you know they they've got their finger on the pulse. I mean they understand what's going on. They've got they've got marketing in place. They've got SEO. They've got mobile first websites. Um, they've got CRMs and OSCs. And these are the guys that that know what's going on. So we look at their data to compare it to everybody else. And so what we can see here is that mobile traffic is is up big time. So if you look at the the numbers below, that's that's the macro, the 2019 macro. And so the the one on top is top performer data, 78 percent average time on site is up bounce rates down so i know for a fact there are several of those builders that that i talk to that are 80 to 85 percent mobile traffic and that's that's actually uh when you think about that that means that people aren't using desktop nearly as much as you think they they would and so um yeah so that's that's this the this is the snapshot of the top performers and then also where are they converting and so the thing that I want to explain on converting it some people may not know exactly what that means is conversion is defined I come to a website and I ask a question 
and, or I pick up the phone or I text or you know, fill out a form, those kinds of things. That's, that's a conversion in most cases. So, um, so what we're seeing here is that desktop conversions are, are down and mobile is up. And historically, and I've always thought this, and, and I'm probably one that does this. I, whenever I want to do a deep dive, I, I do it on desktop. I like seeing bigger pictures. I like being able to, you know, I just, I just, and I do that on my laptop when I'm at home. Um, so that's what I thought, but, but, you know, this is telling us that uh, the conversions are happening on mobile and text are the biggest mover and shaker on that side. So, so Chip, um, you know, I get usage of mobile, right? We all have our mobile phones. That's becoming our new computer and uh, with our laptop. But one of my frustrations with mobile on sometimes when I'm on it is load speed. Is that a design issue? Is that what I'm, I'm running into when I'm on some sites and it just doesn't, doesn't load quickly? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. And, and that's one of the things that, for example, and this is, this is, uh, this is kind of easy to understand. So you go to a desktop site and you've got a uh, image carousel on the homepage, big photos that, that uh, there's maybe six or seven that roll through. Well, when you, it, it, you know, and from a marketing standpoint, we all like to think that people are going to sit there and just look at our photos and go, Oh my gosh, that's so pretty. I'm ready to buy it. Well, the reality of it is they don't spend more than a couple seconds. And if they do sit there and watch that slideshow, they do that one time, they don't do it again. And the next time they want to get right to product. So, um, so there's that from a design standpoint and then take that on mobile. You're even less inclined to wait for the photos to load on mobile. So therein lies the reason why you want to design your mobile website. That is super fast loading. The faster that thing loads, the better off you're going to be. Excellent. And you, you said texts are the biggest mobile conversion. Explain that to me a little bit more. When you mean, what do you mean text? Is that an inbound text coming from a customer or is that an outbound yeah. Uh, so when you go or... to, yeah, it's a, well, um, when I'm on a website and I, I'm ready to ask a question, I can either call them, I can fill out a form or I can text for information. So you text and it goes to either uh, the online sales counselor or some salesperson that's going to say, you know, yes, I can help you. What would you like to know? That That's the text. It's just an inbound communication tool. Excellent. Okay. Um, okay. So, this goes back to when Anthony, when you you and I talked the other day, we we were kind of talking about how do you quantify what's working and what's not. And so this is just an example of um, what you could be looking at. That is, if you're talking about goal completions, um, form submits, uh, phone calls, text clicks, and then we also have another one. So, and, and this is a conversion tool. So let's say that they go to more than three pages. We're going to count that as a conversion because that means that they like what they see and they're they're poking around the site. So you know, this is the kind of thing that um, that you can look at that's going to tell you the traffic, the channel it's coming from. Um, is Facebook, you know, how's, how's Facebook performing? Um, is organic our best converter? I mean, all of these things, will this will tell you all that. If, you're, if you've got a Zillow, if you're using uh, Zillow, then you can look at all that stuff here. So this is the kind of thing that um, what we like to call this is a master report. And there's lots of pages that go into a master report. But really, you could hand this to the president of your company or in a sales meeting and say, hey, here's how we're performing and people can look at it. You don't have to bore them with, you know, all of the details. That makes sense? 
Yeah, that does. A, a question. So I looking at this, because you and I reviewed this before and I was going through all these different things, which in today's world right now in real time, which activity right now I'm looking at these, you know, one says paid, one says organic. Which of these is the best investment for for people to make or for builders to make today? Uh, organic SEO. Um, we're, we're going to talk about that in a second for, for, for what I can tell. Um, and it's also, it, it can be tricky to get that, but if you're able to rank well for your main keywords and you get that traffic that just gets clicked on, it doesn't cost you anything. Um, and that, that traffic converts 30% better than just about anything else. Um, so for us, one of the big pushes that we've been talking about is we really need to fine tune the organic performance. And, and organic, and, and so we'll get to that in a second, Anthony, I'll explain that to you. All of these things have, you know, have a place in, in the marketing spend. Um, AdWords is a big one. For some builders that don't have good ranking, that, that's all they can do to drive traffic. Um, it's expensive and it doesn't convert as well, but you know, that's, that's part of it. You just have to kind of do that. Um, and then social, again, you've got to, you know, you need to know what you're doing on that and, and really track the effectiveness to understand what you do and, and what you don't do. Um, so this is data that is of the last month. Um, desktop traffic is down 16% and mobile is up slightly. So, and this is another one that I was, got, I was scratching my head. I'm like, what? that doesn't make sense to me because people are at home. They have the ability to do whatever they want, you know, open up their laptop or sit there on their desktop and, and cruise websites, but it's 16% it's down on desktop. And so, and I've looked at some of the traffic spikes and what I can tell is that people use desktop when they're at work and not at home. <laughs> so again, this is just reinforcing what we've been talking about is that the mobile user experience is more important than ever. And um, it's just something to keep in mind when you're thinking about, okay, how can we, how can we make incremental improvement on our marketing and our website and all these things? Well, here's how. Let's focus on mobile. Let's let's focus on the mobile user experience. Uh, so another one, conversion trends since the pandemic started. Text marketing is up 34% and form submits are down. So, you know, I think this is an opportunity because here's why. If I'm texting you and you can get back to me, we can develop a even if it's a virtual relationship, we're, we're talking and we can, you know, we're asking questions, we're getting a real response back. And that's why I think chat bots right now are suffering because it's, it's uh, very binary. You're, you don't really know what you're, who you're talking to, what you're going to get back. And um, text marketing is a real person on the other end saying, yeah, here's what we need to do and here's what's next. So I, I think that's encouraging. And I think that really goes back to this whole human connection piece that, is an opportunity to really connect with your potential buyers and um, you know kind of lead them down the path of here's how we can make this happen still. So you're 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 touching on two things there, Chip. You're touching on number one response rate, speed of response, mm -hmm. but also also the human interaction side, which I think is yeah. missing. I see I see that missing in a lot of technologies today and a lot of responses I, I i request something and i get an auto auto response and in this environment what you're saying or what the data is showing 
is that those with fast live interaction are going to reap the benefit of that. They're going to they're going to be able to convert those or get those appointments. Is that correct? No, oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, so much of this that we're talking about comes back to the online sales counselor. Um, and I get it that not everybody has an OSE, but somebody in your organization needs to be the curator of uh, when somebody asks a question, somebody's got to get back to them as fast as possible because, um, you know, responding quickly with the right messaging uh, is is absolutely critical um, because, you know, the goal is let's let's answer the questions, let's set the appointment. Let's get them out to the model home, whether that's a virtual tour that that somebody does, um, you know, one on one, or uh, if it's in person, because that's the whole thing. And so, um, you know, getting back to somebody and talking to them on the phone, and you know, again, that gives them an opportunity to talk to them and and reassure them that, hey, yep, we're still, gosh, we're still selling homes, and and there's you know, demand's really up, or whatever you whatever narrative you want to spin, um, that gives you that ability to do that, and. Um, and I think that's one of the things that we've seen. The builders that are still doing fairly well are, are doing a really good job of that. Excellent. It's a good okay. point. Yeah. So traffic trends, and we touched on this earlier, but organic traffic is up 14%. I've got a graph here that's going to show that. Um, so organic, organic traffic, I'm sorry about that. Um, Organic traffic up 14%. So uh, here's an example of organic traffic, just to just to clarify. The, the screen on the left is um, if I Googled Home Builders DFW, okay, uh, I'm going to see ads at the top, the map pack that's going to show here's how here's where these builders are, and, and um, so and basically the map pack is a uh, representation of builders that are close to the center of DFW. So that's what that means. Um, and there's some tricks that you can that you can use to get on that map pack. But um, then on the left are the organic listings. And so these are the ones that are sites that Google has looked at and decided they match the home builders DFW keywords. And, uh, you know, so they rank higher than others. And there's a lot of things that go into that. Um, content is a big one. SEO, on-page SEO and, and all those things that that's what. Uh, that's what goes into making organic SEO work really well. But I click on these, and so if I clicked on Riverside Home Builders, uh, I'm going to go to the website. There's a 30% chance that that uh, or or a 30% better chance that I'm going to ask a question and convert um, than somebody that's going to come on an ad uh, on the left or something from Facebook or or some other source. So. Um, yeah, I mean that, that that's that's a big one. So when you're thinking about organic traffic, um, really give some thought to how can we get, how do we rank better, and how can we get more of that traffic? You rank higher, you're going to get more traffic. That's all there is to it. Um, here's a here's organic traffic that uh, we started tracking from March one, and this is top performer data. And you know if you look over, you know right around March twenty second, you know it was it was pretty bad, but it's coming back up and you know, that April 12th, that was Easter. So that's why that dips back down. But if, if you take Easter out of that, you know, the trend is going up. And I just talked to our SEO team before I got on this call and that even since then, it's continuing to go back up. So what that means is people are still clicking on links. They're, they're searching, they've got time, they're looking and, and uh, they're clicking on links and going to websites and, and they're, still, they're still poking around. 
you know, Chip, this um, is this is really important um, for our audience, for everybody listening, because I've had many conversations with builders who, when a stay-at-home order in their state uh, came into effect, they saw the bottom drop out, and I think that's what you're seeing in your chart here. We saw a definite just hard stop with activity uh, for two to three weeks, then a slow build back from there. So while, you know, we don't have people on site walking our model homes, there is a lot of online activity and the trend based on this data that you're showing me. Now, this is a group, a, a large group of builders from across, correct? Mm -hmm. So based on that, it looks like it's a two to three week downtrend followed by a slow build and move up, which is something that we are seeing uh, on the finance side is something I'm seeing actually in our pipeline for new home purchases as well. Um, you know, unfortunately the stay at home orders were more like a rolling blackout. They weren't a national mandate. So every market is functioning a little different. Certain markets have no construction going on, Washington, Michigan, and Pennsylvania specifically. That's a whole nother level of complexity, but we are seeing this now. Why is this important? We've lost a lot of sales and a lot of people, but what this shows is the demand for housing is still there. When we get on the other side of this, uh, we will see sales return. The, the challenge, and and I get this every day, and Chip, you and I have talked about it, is just you know how do we engage? And that's why we're discussing this today. You know how do we engage and interact um, while we're waiting for these stay-at-home orders to lift because when they do lift we will see demand shift back but definitely it's been a big dip um, I was asked the other day what I'm seeing at my end and I, Chip I don't know what you've seen at your end but we're seeing anywhere from 45 to 60 percent drop in sales and in fact mm -hmm. in many of the areas where we've had the longest stay-at-home orders uh, right now the financing of new homes is is how I'm judging the market is running very similar to December. So if you think of what your sales are in December, that's really what we're seeing at our end. So um, I'm I was really glad that you showed this because I think it's important because we sometimes can emotionally react and think, hey, this is just it's gone flat, it's going to stay flat, and we are seeing life in the buyer, which is a real positive thing. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a perfect segue to get into um, messaging, um, and and this is so engagement opportunities. And I, I think that the I've seen these work, and so that's why I want to talk about it. Um, you know, there's opportunities all over the place, but uh, as far as your website, and and this is kind of a marketing execution. But one of the things we want to do is make sure that we're making a human connection, um, and and that means that we are here to answer a question. We'll do whatever it is that you want us to do. We'll provide you with information in whatever format you like. Um, and so when we get to the website, and this kind of goes back to, you know, are your call to actions clear? Um, are you effectively answering whatever question they would want to know? Like, you know, am I going to be able to come out and, and walk through this model home or do I need to set an appointment? Whatever that is. Um, and, and then the other thing is, and this goes back to the OSC discussion we had a second ago, um, make sure you're responding to these leads in minutes, not hours. That That is probably the biggest most important thing that we could that we could uh, communicate here. And so here's an example of a builder. This is Ideal Homes in Oklahoma City, and they always do a good job with their marketing. And Lena is a great OSC. But so here's a question: They can, you know, she can 
uh, you can pick up the phone and call her. Um, but if you would like to schedule a tour, you know, what's your preference? Would you like to see an in-person tour where you actually come out and walk through the model home or uh, we'll jump on Skype or, or FaceTime or, or, you know, whatever it is. And uh, we'll walk you through this house so you can see if, uh, you know, if, if you like it. So this is a personalized uh, a, a approach to giving them, you know, what they're comfortable with. And, and there's a lot of people out there that, that are like, yeah, I'll come out and tour it. I'm not that worried about this whole thing. And, but there's others that are super paranoid about it. And, and so the first step is a, uh, you know, a video tour, but the most important piece is that, you know, they're going to call and talk to Elena, uh, and, and get, you know, a real person on the phone answering a question for them. And that starts this whole process. So, um, I think that, in fact, I talked to Elena about this. She said that once we put this in and added the ability for them to schedule a tour, they they had two, two or three leads happen within like an hour. So, you know, there you go. When um, you mean a tour, when you mean, you mean the virtual tour? Well, somebody calling in and saying, yeah, I'd like to have, you know, let, let's do a Skype tour or let's do a okay. FaceTime tour. Okay, excellent. Mm -hmm. Yep. So yeah, you know it's just a it's a slight course correction here, but um, and that's that's something that can be done by your web team in five minutes. So then the other one is provide reassurance. You know, it, address on-site safety concerns. If you've got a uh, you know at the model home, if you've got safety uh, concerns addressed, you've got sanitizer. Let's say for example, you're disinfecting after each tour. Um, you're handing out masks or whatever it is. You need to tell them what you're doing to keep them safe. That's key. Um, and then be flexible with appointment setting. Again, this this goes back to this kind of the slide before. But um, you know, let them know that hey, you can you can check this out. Whatever works best for you. Stay at home, and we'll provide you with the uh, the virtual walkthrough. And you know, you're going to be able to see everything you could you'd want to see if you're walking through the house. So this is just kind of a you know, again, this is marketing and messaging, but reassuring them that people are still buying homes. Now's a great time to buy, by the way, and uh, which is the next slide that we're going to get to. Um, show, show your buyers that you're still selling homes, you're open and things are going great. You know, we're, we're adjusting and we're offering you, um, there's some really good promotions going on or whatever that is. But, you know, this is, uh, I really like CBH Homes and what they do with their marketing. This is, you know, this is kind of the spin of, the, the buy online thing, which everybody's trying to crack that code, but you know, now is a perfect time to buy a house. And that's the, that, that's a narrative that I would be, I would be putting out to everybody. I would be talking about financing opportunities. Um, you know, this is, uh, if you're an introvert, you know, you can rejoice because we're going to make this as easy as possible. You won't have to see anybody and you can still buy this house. Hey Chip, you know, as you're going as you're going through this, um, it brought up a question I had. How important is photography in your pictures? I'm so glad you asked that because I forgot to say <laughs> I forgot to say that photography is so key. I mean, it, you know, whatever. There, there's no better way to set the emotional tone than photography. And right now, with weather being what it is, it's springtime, grass is green, trees are, you know, the Leads are coming out. Now's the time to spend time on and, and a little bit of money on photography because if you can, uh, the better the photo, the better the chances that somebody's going to ask a question um, because you're essentially showing them, you know, the dream. This is this is what I 
I want to live right there. I want to live in that house. So photography is probably one, number one on the list. If I was going to say, what can we do now to improve? Let's, let's make the website updates the ones we can right now. Um, and then let's get photography upgraded. Um, okay. So moving on, um, this is a big one. And Anthony, this is where you get to answer some questions for me because I, I get questions all the time. Um, what, you know, is there an opportunity for builders to be more than just the home builder? Can we be there? You know, can we give them financing guidance and, um, you know, how do we effectively communicate what, what programs there are? You know, uh, what, what are the, what are the right deals? Is now the right time? Are rates going to get low? You know, how low will they go? There's so much of this right now that I think could be addressed, uh, you know, to prospective buyers, because as we talked about before, the government is loosening up some of the restrictions. You know, they, they want people to buy houses. They want, you know, they, they want mortgages to get sold because that, that pulls us out of this whole thing. So um, I really feel like, you know, you're the expert. But uh, what, what kind of programs are you seeing that, that are really, you know, enticing, compelling? Um, you know, what, what kind of messaging are you seeing on your side? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm actually going to uh, give our audience a, a couple responses here because uh, one, I want to sort of give you just a quick feedback on what are builders asking for now. Now, keep in mind, most of the builder websites I've seen, um, and I'm just speaking generally here, uh, the financing side is very static. Here's a list of our lenders. Here's a mortgage calculator. In today's environment, buyers want to track. They want content. They want information. All the things that Chip had talked about. You know, we want assurance. Why buy now? Things like that. But what what builders are asking for right now, this moment, real time for me. Number one, we're we're concerned about our pipeline. Are we going to have pipeline dropout in this period uh, of uncertainty and my feedback is simply do two things one uh, your message to your buyers needs to be that of care and we want to make sure that you have uh, are, are taken care of and are for certainty but number one are you actually underwritten is your approval underwritten while you're waiting for our home to be to be built that's really important number two is are you locked if you do not lock in this environment, interest rates are very volatile. And also if there's any contraction or change in program guidelines, you're going to lose those. And so those are two basic questions. You know, have you been truly underwritten? And if you haven't, then introduce them to a lender that can help them. This is really, really important. Second thing is we wanna have proper financial content and tools, as I said, on the site. It has to be engaging, impactful, mobile compatible, um, you know, we can't just have the list, hey, contact our lender. It needs to be more. And I'll give you some examples of some tools. On the financing promotion side, most of the stuff I'm getting or requests I'm getting right now are more in relation to how do I retain my pipeline if somebody has lost their job or is furloughed temporarily because that does prevent their loan from closing if they're furloughed and don't have their income. So can I switch them to... Uh, a later closing on a different on another home or the same home but on a different lot or whatever uh, the answer is yes so we've seen some financing incentives around that I've also had some 
builders contact me and uh, they were motivated, inspired by the automotive industry, which says, hey, you know, uh, you know, you don't have to have payments for three months if you buy a home. While that isn't available uh, on the mortgage side, what is available is uh, reduced payments for six, 12, 24 months, which can be attractive as well. So I'll just give you a few ideas there. But Chip, um, you and I were talking the other day and we got into some detail about content, especially on the financing side. Like what is it that you should be putting on there? So I made a list of the most used items, the most requested items that I see that I get. And I'm just sharing them with the audience here because what's most important uh, is if you're working with a lender, make sure you ask them for this type of tools and information. And if they don't have it, then you need to find somebody who can help provide it because it makes it, you're just adding one more barrier and one more reason for people not to be on the site or purchase the home, but just some basic things. Your lenders need to make sure all of their online applications are mobile compatible. Everybody does everything on their mobile now, including uploading docs, signatures, status reports, where am I? Um, also, one of the popular things I'm seeing right now is interactive video. And think of this as video content and tools, almost like a game show format that covers things like rent versus buy, uh, details demographics about your neighborhood, which could be schools, crime, commute times, all that kind of stuff. Uh, affordability, why is it a good time to buy now? Some of the segues into that uh, in those interactive tools can also be uh, choose your loan. You know, if you're a first time buyer, here's all your steps, but it's an interaction. And those things are very, very popular. Some other things that are uh, that buyers really like are infographics. Now, I think of these as a big, colorful poster with information. But in those in those infographics, uh, they have some great messaging. Cost of waiting. So sometimes buyers might say, "Well, you know, yes, I still have my job, but I, I'm going to wait, or I think I'm going to rent." You know, addressing cost of waiting, a, a renting, uh, excuse me, addressing rent versus buy, housing affordability. And there was an article that just came out in the First American Economic blog. Uh, the author, uh, her first name is Odessa. Um, and I can send this out if you guys want a copy of it. She talks about with the recent drop in interest rate, it is one of the best times in recent history to purchase a home. Rent Renting doesn't make sense in a lot of markets, and I think that is an underutilized message out there. Also, you know, we're all, a lot of us are stuck at home. And, you know, while Chip was talking about texting and other things, the human connection is so valuable. So I encourage all the communication that lenders use to also include video communication where you can send them an email, a follow-up item, but it has a video interaction where they can see you or you can connect with them in real time, whether that be in a go-to meeting format, whether that be in a, a Zoom format, whatever, that's really important as well. Also, have your lenders provide you some video content. Uh, think of it as a, as a YouTube video. Uh, on some of the financing stuff. People like to see that. Um, I, there's also something that is unusual that is starting to gain, gain in prop popularity. It's called a single property website. What is that? So a lot of builders, you know, you can't feature every single home in great, great detail uh, on your website. Um, 
So what, what has been used on these single properties is it is a live IDX feed to the MLS that pulls in all of the pictures, descriptions, information, demographics, schools, financing, agent team, everything the buyer wants in a standalone little secure site that whoever's answering the phone or interacting with prospective buyers can text them this link. They can open it, mobile compatible, see everything on it. And that has been very popular uh, as well. A few other things, uh, a couple other things that I had written down here. Uh, actually, which has been helpful is really a strategic, a tactical follow-up marketing campaign. So when you have a, a an inquiry, when we have a prospect and they ask about some financing, whether if they're not ready to buy right now, do we, do we as the lenders, put them on a tactical co-branded specific drip campaign to nurture them along in this process because maybe 30, 60, 90 days from now, they are ready to buy. We don't wanna lose those leads either. So I know I dumped a lot on everybody there, but I, I was writing these notes down when Chip had asked me that the other day and it really is content, Chip. It's in it's it's content that people can observe. It's mobile compatibility. Um, the, you know, my three biggest takeaways of, of what you've been talking about today are really the live interaction, right? I want somebody live and responsive. I, you know, need engaging content. Um, you know, these are the things that are leading to the high conversion uh, out there in the market. Well, and so, and I agree with you on 100% on all that stuff. And, and and to take that, some of that a step further and, and kind of show people when you're on your website. Okay, so we've got up-to-date rates and they can put in the purchase price down payment and it'll spit out the monthly payment uh, that they're looking at. And then you can go down and you can see, oh, wow, look at that house that's uh, a 30-year fixed, it's 1300 bucks a month. So you know, everybody buys on monthly budget and they look at a number and go, wow, 865 bucks a month for that house, um, that's less than rent or whatever it is. This is the thing that, um, and, and again, this is a simple thing to do um, in most cases, uh, depending on how your site's built, you can come in and you can, you can flip this out and you can have something built in your admin where you can plug in an interest rate and then have um, all of your quick inventory um, display a monthly price based on a, uh, a 30 year fixed 15 year, whatever it is. I mean, you, all this stuff is, is updatable. Um, and then additionally have on here financing programs. If you've got bad credit, you know, we've got a program for that or, or whatever it is. It's just communicating to them that there's lots of different ways to make this deal happen. And we are more than welcome to, uh, we're more than happy to, uh, you know, answer any questions you've got and, uh, you know, let, let's, let's talk. So, this is something where um, I think this is going to be a lot of this stuff, Anthony, and we talked about this. There's going to be a hangover effect. When we get done with this and, and this pandemic is done and forgotten, there's going to be a hangover effect, which is going to be seen in the way that people they expect uh, things to be. I, you know, I don't know that it's ever going to go back to the way it was before. I think that you know, the, our society has become so introverted that I don't know that it's ever going to go back to the way that it was before. So we'll see. I mean, a lot of the things that I'm looking at and, and some of the data that will, you know, six months from now, I'll be able to say exactly, well, here's what's happened. Here's what's still here. 
and here's what's what's still working well. Um, but the key takeaway for me to, to everybody that's listening is that you have to have the ability to um, evaluate performance and you've got to have the ability to shift gears uh, from a marketing standpoint and communicate, create a narrative, um, push that out there and, and make sure that you're talking about the things that, that are meaningful to the buyer. And right now, um, safety, security, ease of communication and then um, creative financing. I don't, you know, I don't want to say creative financing, but you know what I mean. There's there's ways to get these deals done. So I think those are the key things that if you implement some of those, and those are all things you can implement fairly quickly um, and uh, put you in a position to be as successful as possible. You know, the thing that we can't predict, and I'm certainly not an economist, but I think people are going to still lose jobs and it's going to get, uh, it's going to get a little bit worse, but there's still going to be buyers out there. And um, it's going to come back around. And then when it does, there's going to be a rebound effect. And um, this is just kind of a bump in the road, I feel like. So um, I'm certainly not uh, doom and gloom. I, I think there's opportunities all over the place. Um, well, Chip, Chip, thank it. you for uh, thank you very much for for sharing your information. Um, I, I am receiving uh, a wonderful amount of questions from everybody and for those of you who are online we will answer every single one of those uh, it's just we don't want to make a three-hour broadcast going through those so chip and I will make sure those all get answered every single question I do very much appreciate everybody being on online today this is a extremely stressful and difficult period this is something we've never experienced before but I, I chip the de some of the data you shared uh, is really um, inspiring, meaning seeing the surge in uh, or the increase in searches online means that there still is underlying demand. So we do have a rough period that we have to navigate through. And uh, my notes that I took right here is, you know, having somebody online that owns the leads coming in. What I mean by owns is they're they're responsible for responding quickly uh, and timely and in a live manner. Um, is critically important. Um, some of the inexpensive things you mentioned, rarely, I mean, relative to everything else, photos, that was important as well. And um, I was surprised that the search engine optimization, the SEO from the organic lead, is really a high conversion to low cost. So that is definitely something that we can take away as well for what we're using. But thank you again to everybody who attended. If you have any further questions at all, please send them in. We want to hear them. We're going to work to uh, take the questions that came in and develop some more materials for you and to help you. So thank you very much for being on to line, uh, online today. Stay safe and stay healthy. Thank you, Chip. You bet. We'll talk to you soon.